welcome back everybody to episode 20 of the Valkyrie Cast, a podcast about movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host, Matt. Along with me are your co-hosts. First off, we have Drew. Hey, what's up, guys? And of course, as always, the man himself, Tommy. Hey, guys. So we're coming out a little bit later. We've had uh, life, life's kind of happened. I moved and then some crazy stuff went on, so we didn't quite get an episode out when we wanted to. But don't worry, we're here now and everything's going to be okay because we have a lot of trailers to talk about. In the last few weeks, we've had like three really big trailers drop and then one we haven't even talked about that we wanted to bring up so we're just going to dive right into talking about some new trailers that have come out in the past few weeks so first off this one came out earlier in the month but i'm surprised i think we mentioned it but we really didn't go into any detail on it but pacific rim uprising which is a sequel to one of mine and drew's favorite movies pacific rim has had a trailer launch and what do you guys think about it I'm for more giant robots punching giant monsters in the face. Like, I'm a fan of all of that. Oh, yeah. I, I got one word. I guess. No, I'm, I'm going to go three words. <laughs> Battleship with Beyonce. Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> Watch that trailer again and tell me it doesn't look like Battleship with Beyonce. Well, okay, so we just watched it again a minute ago, and I just said there's some stuff in this trailer I don't necessarily know how i feel about and what i mean by that is it looks too polished compared to what the first pacific rim it doesn't look like the same kind of movie to me like yeah the designs of the robots and stuff are the same but everything looks too polished and but neat. the visual style yeah and i think they're taking i think honestly they're taking a cue a little bit from marvel in my opinion on this mm, yep i can see that because th- that was one thing i kind of liked about the first one it was it was, it was it ridiculous, but it was really gritty and felt it felt real. And watching this trailer, I just the the part that really got me because the whole time I'm like I'm still gonna watch this and probably enjoy it, but it just seems it seems a little too neat compared to what the first one was. And then the very one of the last shots felt like dang Power Rangers, where it shows the four <laughs> Jaegers and they all pull out a weapon, and it goes to the next yeah, one. He pulls out his like... weapon, and he goes to the next one, and then they all just kind of charge with their weapons. And I was just like, that does not go in a Pacific Rim movie, guys. Yeah, I mean, because saying it's like Power Rangers actually holds a special place in my heart, because I think we, you you watch Power Rangers with me, and I love that's that true. Movie. No, I saw and the new one, and I loved it. Of, yeah, there's a certain element of like cheese to it that's perfect. I think what got me. Uh, is the knockoff Idris Elba? Like I, I oh, can't. you mean his son? Is oh, is it supposed to be his son? Yeah, yeah it's it supposed to be his, his son. son. That oh, that's okay. why well, he's trying super hard to sound like uh, eyebrows elbows. Trying and, um, really hard. Thank mm-hmm. you. Actually, I love that <laughs> eyebrows, eyebrows elbows. elbows. That's I uh, using that's that a joke. That's a joke I stole from uh, my friend Josh. So shout out to you, Josh, if you're listening. He always well, calls Josh, eyebrows you're brilliant. elbows. And if you stole that from someone else, whoever you stole it from is brilliant. <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. Um, it does. It does seem to not as. Um, I don't know something about the first one, the way they shot it, and the way the Jaegers worked. It felt like they were just gigantic machines. Mm-hmm. And this one, especially towards the last half of it, um, it just felt like it felt like Gundams. And I love Gundams. Don't get me wrong, but like. 
it felt like this massive mountain sized machine was moving like super nimbly and i don't know i just like the fact that like there was like a bit of bulk and weight in the first yeah. one and the fight mm-hmm. something else and, and again this is just a trailer so that may still be there and this just may be like a scene or something but it seemed like some of these jaegers were a lot faster and they're newer so maybe that's a valid point um mm-hmm. so i don't know I, i'm gonna go see it because i love pacific rim I, and- I didn't realize that um Gerardo, guillermo del toro's wasn't doing this one. I thought he was film. He was directing this one, but it's some guy named. Uh, yeah, but he's not directing. I thought he was directing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Stephen S. DeKnight. He's done a lot of stuff with the Spartacus show, and it looks like he's done. A, he's been an executive producer for Daredevil, but directing wise, he's not done a ton. So this will be interesting. Yeah, mm. I will. I will say since you m- mentioned, uh, how, I I'm gonna. How do you say his name? Uh, Guillermo del-, del Toro. Yes, thank you. I was just going to murder that if I tried it. Um, other news, he just released on Reddit this past week, a few days ago, his first uh, image from his new movie It's coming up, which is uh, a monster film of some kind that's based, uh, kind of inspired by the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, and yeah, I have seen that. It- it looks the artwork looks really good. And evidently, evidently they showed it at some film festivals and it won a lot of awards. But now it's gonna be now it's gonna be released across the board. Um, and it looks really interesting. Like I, I don't know. I'll probably go see that as well because I really I really like his style. Um, and uh, almost everything he's done I've enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. And he has a really cool sounding name that I cannot say. So it's he's easier. A fantastic can... director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's easier when you can see it and read it out. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's that's fair. I have I I'm a little disappointed. Rebecca and I have owned Pan's Labyrinth forever, um, but we haven't taken a moment to sit down and watch it. I think part of it is because we're waiting. I, I there's I have such high expectations for this movie that I think we're kind of waiting for like that perfect moment, like that yeah. perfect night where we can just go sit in the theater room. It's dark and just get some popcorn. And mm-hmm. not worry about anything else in life. And just mm-hmm. absorb it, Tommy. I'm just gonna say I think you'll probably love that movie. So, not I I'm not, not don't want to I don't want to set your expectations high, but I think no, that's my expectations are already so high because I've heard from so many people that I'm gonna love this film, and it's mm-hmm. from, it's typically from people who know what I like. And first off, I love. Uh, there's not anything I've ever watched from Guillermo del Toro that I haven't enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he did Hellboy. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I did uh, think about it, or mm-hmm. some of these other I did not realize he did. He Which did is blame. kind of a, that's the thing, it's kind of a bummer, because, like, him and um, the guy who played Hellboy originally, and I think maybe, Tommy, you mentioned this, they, like, Yeah, tried... we talked about that during the comic uh, episode. Uh, episode. Um, mm-hmm. And shoot, now that you're bringing it up, I can't think, I could see his face, and I know he was in Sons of Anarchy, and... <laughs> um, Dad gum is about to make me angry. I mean, he was in the other Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, gold toes. Oh damn! No, this is the new one. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Man, we're we're a professional prepared podcast here, we're ready to go. Good. No actors' Ron names. Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah, saved it. Yeah, saved we it. We're good. Saved it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's considered a save, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> So yeah, so that that's kind of my thoughts on Pacific Rim Two or Uprising. I'll still see it because I love the first one, but I'm just a little worried it's not going to be quite as good as 
the first and I'm going to be a little bummed. So I'm going to kind of go in with low, like medium expectations. And that usually That's works. kind of my thought too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to watch it, but. And I still may like it like Power Rangers, but like for different reasons. So I think that's the thing. I'm trying to like change my expectations to be like, you may like this, but it may be different than the other one. And that's not a bad thing, but. Well, and that's probably going to be part of the conversation we have here in a minute when we get talking about trailers is that trailers sometimes have this bad habit of creating such a hype and such an expectation that something's going to be great that when you go in and it's not what you thought it was going to be, then you get disappointed. True. True. Yeah. What other trailers, Matt, have come out that are amazing besides this amazing Pacific Rim one that we Well, like? another one that everybody, like, everybody I know was super excited, and I was excited they came out with a trailer for it, too, was the Black Panther trailer. Oh, yeah, um, I like this one. We got a really good look at uh, Wakanda, which is the, the nation that um, Black Panther's from. And in the comics, I don't know a lot about Black Panther, but I know... Basically, Wakanda in the comics was everybody in the world thought they were just like an African nation that didn't have anything, but they were literally like scientists from all over the world and stuff are like going there and disappearing and going to Wakanda or whatnot, and they basically became like the most technologically advanced uh, nation in the world, and like they're super low key and whatnot. So it's really an really interesting concept. Um, Yeah, I think I think comics and if, if our comic guys are listening right now and I say this wrong, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I believe that an asteroid with vibranium or whatever Wolverine's claws and Captain America's shield's made out of um, landed there, like a meteorite hit, and that's where like the world, the, the vast majority of the world's is. Yes. So because of that, technologically and economically, they're like one of the most powerful countries in the entire Marvel universe. Yes. But they're super small and super secretive. Yeah, it's um I don't remember if it's because of a meteor, but it, it is like the the world's resource for vibranium. Um and I don't I don't think for a long time I thought it was adamantium that they had, but I think they're the ones who have well, vibranium. I, I, think, I think well that's the issue hard thing with it. Marvel, going back to X Men whole rights thing because they've changed so much of that around because of who has the rights of what mineral which is so funny but yeah again, but in the, the in the reality. comics vibranium and adamantium both exist and they're two different things nah, um, see don't know these things Just, but anyway yeah nope. so the trailer came out um it looks really interesting um i'm i'm excited to see this mostly because the whole um mcu burnout or you know things are kind of just getting old and stale and i'm kind of getting bored with them uh this this looks like something different and i'm excited for that i'm excited it's kind of why i'm excited for thor because it looks like a different way of approaching thor and i'm excited for that movie but this looks like something even more unique that we haven't seen really before especially from a comic book perspective and so i'm I'm excited about that what do you guys think i liked it um the there's like one scene in it where like I just think that they think and from Civil War movie like Black Panther is really cool in car scenes fight scenes because it felt like the second half of that trailer was just really awesome scenes of him like running there's one where he jumps on a car and just like shreds the rim to pieces with his like claw things I don't know it looks really cool I like it it mm-hmm. gives a cool vibe off it's very it feels very different from anything else Marvel um in several different ways 
Um, and I think that's going to be good for the MCU. And it just looks cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, I will say this. Going into Captain America Civil War, where they're like, Black Panther's going to be there. And I knew a little bit about the character and everything else. I went into that movie being like, I don't think I'm really going to care for this character. Um, and I left the movie, him being like one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Because I feel oh, yeah. like that. <clears throat> I feel like it was just really cool. So I'm excited. I think I. I think a lot of people were the same way where after civil war, they were like this guy, this, this, I want to see more of him. So I'm, I think yep. it'll be interesting. Tommy, what about you? I was intrigued actually. Um, the whole time <sighs> I was watching it though, Gasp. I went, I went, uh, <laughs> shaft. I don't know why. It's just, <laughs> it's just what it made me think of. Um, I, I I, I think that this is actually one I'll watch. Whether I'll see it in theaters or not is debatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll watch this one because it looks like it's just going to be good fight sequences. And and just enough explosions and enough carnage for me to yeah be interested. And I think you guys are right. Like It does look, and I don't know why, but it does feel to be off uh, off the beaten path of a of the typical Marvel film, just yeah. enough for me to go, you know, I'm I'm intrigued. I was mm-hmm. talking about Thor too. That's coming out here in a few weeks. I was reading. I read somewhere where they were talking about how they they wanted to be really intentional with like their color usage in Thor. Um, and I know we had talked about color as far as like the the Marvel look of film, but it felt it felt like to me watching the trailer, and again, <clears throat> this is just a trailer, but seeing the trailer for Black Panther and the stuff we've seen from Thor, they just look different from the yeah. older Marvel movies. And I mm-hmm. like that. Because like I think that's one of the things. Like I love how colorful um both of these movies look. They look vibrant from the trailers mm. and i like and i want to know how much of that is a technical shift too because yeah. in the last couple of years uh speaking from a camera side there have been uh an interesting uh upset in the balance of uh technology that's being used and the, and i don't know if anymore that the camera system that was largely used as the mainstay if that has shifted yeah. Which, um, and, and camera color science really does play a huge part in looks and the looks you're able to achieve. And, you know, they used to be largely based in Alexa for a lot of the shots. You know, it's, it's a, I'll say Marvel has never necessarily been 100% unified in the camera systems that they use. Yeah. Um, but I think there have been enough changes and advancements, at least in Red's department, that I'm curious if they've shifted entirely over to. Um, red cameras, which uh, anyone who's watched like House of Cards, Book of uh, Eli, like there's a, a huge amount of things that are shot primarily on red, and oh, I, yeah. I think that it's attributed to to this. Uh, that's that's my opinion. I uh, you know I I need I I've got no foundation for this other than watching the trailer, knowing the color tones and the color palettes that natively come off these cameras knowing what's on the market, what's preferred at the moment, but I think it's actually might be a shift in technology as much as it is a shift in um, just uh, conscious like color palette style. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Maybe it is. Maybe it's maybe it's hand in hand, but um, I, I'd be curious. I wa- it makes me wonder if it's something to do with that, but also because now the DC you know stuff's been coming out, 
and it looks in comparison it looks so much more you know darker and grittier and blah 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 and everybody compares the two it makes me wonder if marvel doubled down and went okay yeah people are saying they like the colors better so let's let's be more vibrant than even more vibrant so when people look at our stuff it's like a big contrast you know Hmm. yeah yeah but that's just a thought so yeah that um that's black panther go check it out uh i forgot about this trailer this next one came out and i'm curious to see what tommy's gonna say about it we got the x-men the new mutants and um when i heard they were making this i didn't care until i heard that they were making it kind of like a horror thriller style movie with mutants which makes me go okay i might check it out so uh yeah yeah what do you think tommy uh, so this, I am, I I don't know the last time I said, or if I've ever even said this, I'm actually excited for X-Men The New Mutants. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I actually, I stumbled across the trailer, because uh, an actress that I worked with, she posted it, and uh, she posted the trailer, she's just like, uh, and, and was, it, it seemed completely off base from what she was expecting, and I went, huh. I'm intrigued, and I watched the trailer and I went, "Ooh, this is new." Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like—I don't know. Lately, I've never been in one for horror movies, but lately I've kind of uh, been leaning towards that genre. And I've always liked dark and kind of macabre things. And so I think that for Marvel, this is the direction that I've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. This is because I mean, all of the stuff, all of the subject matters have always been. Um, in my opinion, have always leaned towards the probability of going darker. A lot of this stuff is not happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. material, but it's always presented in a bright atmosphere, and this just looks... I don't know. It's its its kind of right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I think... So when, I, I heard, when I heard about it, all I thought was, okay, it's just they're making one. They're going to call it New Mutants so they can use different characters. But then I heard it was going to be... I heard it was going to be horror, but watching the trailer, I think it's going to be more like a thriller kind of thing, where it might not be necessarily horror, but well, it would be kind of scary thriller. I don't think that a horror TV show of this nature would survive long. Mm-hmm. I know there are horror shows that have had good runs, but I don't think the the TV slot that it's trying to fill, I don't think it would survive. And this, or and this is a TV show, right? Because I just watched a trailer, and holy crap, I was not expecting x-men to go that direction even though like you said tommy i think it's a really interesting route for them to take but it is a tv show um i thought it was a movie i could be wrong this is oh i thought it was fox that's why i was asking oh i thought it was a tv show for some reason no in theaters april 13th of 2018 oh well then i stand corrected because this is how much i am enthralled in the marvel mcu (laughs) um which i guess this is i guess so so let me ask this: Is this falling under Fox or is yeah, this, this is Fox? Fox. Okay, because it's so it X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think this is probably one of Fox's. You know, they've got a new, a second Deadpool movie coming out. They just had Logan come out, um, and they said they were going to be doing something on some some other X Men teams. Like I know when we we're talking our comic book episode, uh, you know, there's X Force and some other crazy teams like that. And I don't know a lot of them, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think this lot. is an interesting. I heard someone say one time talking about the MCU. Um, and they were talking about how I think it may have been when Captain America uh, The Winter Soldier came out and they talked about how it was kind of 
a political thriller vibe pushed into a comic book thing, which it is and it isn't. But mm-hmm. basically, how you can take you can take the a world of superheroes, like a genre like superheroes, and you can mix in these other elements. Like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was more or less like a space, like a Marvel take on a space opera. Um, and I don't know. I think this is an interesting way place to take the X Men. And I don't know. Well, Looks I'm good. actually more excited now to know it's a movie and that it it might you know kind of lend itself a little more towards the yeah uh, I think it'll horror side of thriller. Um, yeah. I think that excites me a little bit more. April thirteenth, dude. Put it on your calendar. I'll go see it with you. It looks awesome. Boom. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, wait. Ooh, that might... I can't spill the beans yet. I might be at a concert that weekend. (laughs) All right. And then the last big trailer that we're going to talk about is the one I'm most excited about talking a little bit about. And really, it's kind of what sparked us deciding to talk about trailers for this episode, because our main topic is we're just talking about trailers. And that is Star Wars The Last Jedi, our final trailer. You know, they'll come up with, like, tv spots and stuff but this will be the last trailer that comes out um and this one had a little bit of controversy uh which wasn't really any crazy controversy it was just really interesting to see how many people oh, no. took and ran there was a lot of people it. on my facebook that were pissed off and then who did the uh wasn't there a, a big publication like the verge or something that put out an article about this thing having so many spoilers or some crap. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so yeah, a ton of pretty much all news outlets did it. So, backstory: what has what happened is the trailer's supposed to come out, and somebody tweeted Ryan Johnson, the director, and basically said, you know, should I watch this trailer? Should I skip on it? Blah blah blah. And he responded, and he said, if you want to go in clean, maybe skip this one. Which, from like a completely subjective point of view, you know, you could say that for any trailer. Which yeah. turns out what he is what he meant. Well, people said that. I think he specifically said, if you want to go in clean, maybe avoid this one. And so articles are popping up saying, director of Last Jedi say avoid watching this trailer. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and there's like spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. And so. A ton of people, including I like a bunch of my friends and stuff, were like, "I'm not gonna watch it." Blah, blah. And, and I've got friends who have like this one trailer rule, and they like boast and talk about it, and but then I'm kind of that. But way. then they break I... it all the time, so like I don't, I, I get it to an extent and and whatnot, but um, but anyway, well, I so agree became... that a lot of trailers nowadays do tend to reveal especially if if they're kind of above that like one and a half to two minute mark i really feel that they just nine times out of ten giving me the plot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i agree with that and we'll talk about that a little bit but um yeah so basically i'm looking for it right now so i can make sure it's 100 percent right uh but yeah so he tweeted and everybody you know ran with it and he uh he even retweeted like one of the big like news people and was like way to completely take me out of context guys that's not what i meant at all and so then when the trailer came out he retweeted and said forget everything i said and watch it watch it watch it so like the big controversy was people were running with it saying don't watch it because they're spoilers um but i bet you every producer that funded that film called him up and said what Uh, i guarantee they did but for me i was like well maybe if the director said it i might just avoid this one if i can but i know i'm not going to be able to because one i love star wars and two the internet 
so when I saw that he changed, he was like, forget what I said, watch it. I was like, yeah, watch it. And I don't think it gave any major spoilers away because it, it, it kind of like trailers tend to do. It kind of leads the, the, your thought process and leads the, like a dialogue in itself to maybe make you draw some conclusions, but like it's it's very most likely it's just you know tricking us it's not that's not actually what's going to happen and stuff because they've done that before and everything so it's just interesting the the trailer's really freaking good if you haven't seen it watch it um we get to see you know i got a vague idea of how the story's gonna go but like it could it really could go two or three different ways and so i i really liked it but what did what y'all think about this whole controversy and then the actual trailer itself I watched it. I had some friends who didn't watch it, and I at first I was like, ah, I'll probably not watch it, mostly because I was out of town or something and couldn't watch it like right away when it went out. So then I was just more more or less bugging people by telling them. But then, I don't know. I like trailers. <clears throat> I don't know how you guys feel about this, and this kind of, I guess, transition this into talking about trailers as a whole, too, to some ways. But I, I like the Star Wars trailer a lot. And one of the reasons I like trailers across the board is I like that they just give you a little slice of 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 wonder. I, I don't like to dissect them too much. It actually really bugs me to some degree that like we have like I don't know IGN does like that rewind theater stuff and they'll like go through and analyze every little inch and speck and everything else. I think some trailers do give too much away, but at the same time I think we've almost built a culture up where we rewatch them. So I've watched the Star Wars trailer once and that's all I'm gonna do. Um, because it was great and it was it was great to watch i thought it gave away it, it made me want to see the movie even more um it got to show me some characters that i've not seen since the force awakens which has been a little while now and and that we didn't see in the first little teaser um and <clears throat> i think star wars did a great job when the force awakens and rogue one came out of um, of doing trailers that didn't give too much away to start mm-hmm. off with, and, and in some ways even kind of misdirected it. Um, the, the Star Wars trailer kind of towards the ends makes you think there's two times in the trailer me just sitting here thinking about it that make you think that something specific's happening but we don't know if that's really happening at all. Like it could be different shots just tied together and edited right. in a way of making it feel that way. So I think it may be some misdirection. I've got some friends Tyler if you're listening uh, he like thinks it's just misdirection like crazy, and it could be. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm convinced the last like last scene of the trailer, which kind of has a, a I'm I'm convinced that. I mean, it could be. I could be wrong, but I think those are two different scenes. They they kind of make it look like it may be the same place, but I don't think they're. I think they're two scenes, two different scenes stitched together. So I don't know. It'll be He's interesting. talking about the shot with Kylo and uh, and Ray, yeah, Ray, yeah. So, yeah. so spoilers. We'll, we'll, we'll spoilers. We'll just talk about it real spoilers quick. Spoilers on a on a trailer. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> on a tra- Listen, it was a controversy. Some people maybe wouldn't avoid it, but the two big things that I think people would get upset about from this trailer are the very end. Uh, like the trailer makes it seem like Luke is terrified of the power that Ray and Kylo have, and I think that's such an interesting you know thing to do with luke's character so i'm really intrigued by that and so he's kind of like nope 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 i'm not doing this anymore and so at the end ray says something about trying to find her place in all of this 
and needing somebody to help her. And then it shows Kylo Ren and he holds his hand out and everyone's like, Oh my God, they're going to team up and they're going to blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I, I think it's misdirection. Maybe, I mean, maybe, it, they'll, maybe they'll get together. And, an episode yeah. of house hunters where Kylo is going to help <laughs> Ray find where she can live. Yeah. So, and that's the big, that's the biggest one to me. Um, and I, I do think it's probably misdirection. It's too obvious. And they've done that in other trailers too, of making it seem like something. And it might not even, it might not even show up in the trailer. Rogue one had entire sequences cut out of the movie. So we might even right. see that. Not even entire sequences cut out. Okay. So I'm burnt out. I got pissed off with the rogue one trailer. And I think this is why for a large part, I'll, I'll avoid most trailers. If it's something I want to see, mm. um, Except for it, I think it was one of the first. Um, it intrigued me, but yeah, the like there was something about like I, I hands down props to the to the team that created those trailers because um, and maybe it's because I already knew the story, so they they weren't really spoiling anything. But I think those trailers were so intriguing to me that made me really want to see it. But I got really pissed off with the Rogue One trailer um, because I originally didn't want to see it. But there, you know, I think I mentioned this on an earlier podcast that I. There was one shot, and I, I wanted <laughs> was it the to tie see that shot. No, it was actually um, the tie fire shot was awesome. I wish it would. It was. It, into the film. Uh, it was some other random shot, and uh, and I was ready for this moment, and it never happened. And it came out because the director said that they would just go out, and at the end of the shoot day, if they had extra time, he would send out. Oh, the it actors. was the shot in the hallway, right? Of of um, Jin, like like all the lights come around her. Um, was that uh, that shot pissed me off the first time I saw it because okay. I went, "Oh, well, that's Hunger Games in space." But that that shot started it. <laughs> yeah, that shot actually started. I remember. I remember us talking about shots, and, and yeah. I couldn't remember yeah. if you. I, I remember there was you one you loved and that. one you hated. That's the one that you was, hated. That was the one I hated. The shot I loved um, was it them running on the beach with the actual data th- stuff. No, actually, it's it was a super vague and uninformative shot, and it uh, and it it was just a little girl. Like, is a stormtrooper walking past what looked like a wrought iron gate, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of mimicked the shot in the prison. Um, but uh, there was something about it that, like, there was something about that shot, and I was like, oh, that. I don't know. Like, it it, it touched me in a different way. But come to find out that most of the scenes for the trailer was just them sending out camera guys and actors to just grab random nonsensical clips that they thought just looked cool like that shot of her and the hunger games outfit turning around as lights popped on like that was the first shot that they did that with and it came with they were walking like they were walking through the set they're like oh let's just do this real quick and they shot it off and then they would just are you talking about the shot the shot where Jin's in prison and the stormtrooper walks past the like prison gate thing yeah Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm watching the trailer and that happens. I thought that was still in the movie. Maybe not that specific you know shot, but I know that scene is in it, but that maybe that shot itself maybe that is shot not was in it. it but, um... Tell me, let me ask you a question. You've yeah. just given us two examples, and we're talking about trailers. Like, you've given us the It movie trailers, which piqued your interest and and you 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 wanted to see the movie more because of that. I can relate to that as well, because... I am not a horror movie buff, scary movie buff guy at all. But me and my wife both saw a few trailers from that, and we both were like, I think I kind of want to go see this. It's so interesting. 
And then you just talked about how much you, you disliked Rogue One because Rogue One, it had a lot of reshoots, re- restructuring. A lot of what we got teased in the trailer, we don't even see in, in the end. So what makes, in your mind, what makes one of those, what, what makes a good trailer a good trailer and a bad trailer a bad trailer? What makes the It one work for you personally and what makes the Rogue One one not work? So I've actually thought a lot about this and I think the big thing for me and um, I think It had a great teaser first and foremost the Mm -hmm. teaser that it put out grabbed my attention just right off the bat um and that got me invested more than anything and then the trailer just took it a step farther but i was already invested because the teaser piqued my interest and i and i think that's where um a lot of this other stuff falls short and i gotta say too uh you know we've we've got the first chapter of it is out already and they're you know i don't know when but they've got greenlit for the to finally finish up it and we're gonna have a second movie um honestly speaking now that i know the world now that i know where this story you know like i i'm I'm in it already i've already experienced it i don't think that the next teaser coming out will grab my attention and i think that's the problem with star wars is um we've already been lambasted with star wars for the last uh 30 years 30 30 years you know it's it there are new things coming but there's nothing that i have felt revolutionary there's Mm -hmm. nothing that has just been innovative inside those trailers they're cool don't get me wrong i love watching things blow up i love watching the tie fighters fly like that stuff is really cool but there's nothing innovative in that to me um so do you think, and, and do this for me and, and for any of our listeners, you work in film, um, you're in that world, um, What what's the difference between a teaser and a trailer? I know the difference, I know Matt knows the difference. Some people may not know what that difference is. Uh, the best way to put it is a teaser is a, um, I'm going to say a non-structured. A trailer is in a way supposed to give you a story in itself it's supposed to lay out in essence the most basic form of plot line and whether that's a misdirective plot line whether it's just a single part of the plot it's supposed to give you an idea of what this movie is yeah it's like a little capsule of here here is here's the empire versus the rebellion kind of thing i guess is a good way and and in terms like we have what's called a log line you know, when we go to start writing a film, it will start off as a single sentence or a paragraph. And, you know, the um, boy goes to save galaxy is, you know, mm-hmm. is a log line. Boom. Well, that trailer is supposed to give you essentially that log line. Boy saves galaxy. And then you watch the movie to find out how does he save the galaxy. A teaser doesn't even necessarily have to give you that. The teaser yeah. goes pretty shot, pretty shot, pretty shot. Boom, lights, music. Like, it's just, it's uh, moments and images that are just supposed to capture your attention long enough for them to finish the trailer <laughs> and put it in front of you. Mm hmm. Gotcha. I, I, think you, I think you can use, I know, I know you just said something, talked a little bit about Star Wars, but I think you can use The Force Awakens as a good example because their their initial teaser the very first thing we ever get to see of this new generation of star wars was one of my favorite teasers because 
we get that's all it is we just get pretty shot pretty shot pretty shot these little tiny bits that make you go wait what like prime example the very first shot you see is the character finn coming up on screen and everybody's like they're black stormtroopers wait a minute what i'm so confused <laughs> and that's sick that's kind of silly but like we see that, that. we know nothing about it impression. and then yeah, it jumps even... to like b it jumps to bb8 rolling and you're like oh cool this is a freaking cool little droid and then we get like x-wings and we get we i don't remember if there's a dialogue over it and if it is it's like super like mystical and vague but like i love I think it just says like teaser. the forces awakens like maybe snoke or I was, something saying that well, i thought i thought the i thought the teaser ended with luke saying something or was that the trailer Mm-mm, because the force awakens we don't get any of luke until the end of the movie and there's well, literally not, nothing about no, we're luke talking about until the teaser. that yeah there's luke's not oh, oh, oh there's a there's a there's a line. There's a, there's a line from the Return of the Jedi when he's talking that's about what it is. I was a Jedi like my father before yeah. me. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's the line and I was then, talking about. Yeah, and then the best shot is it ends with the Falcon just flying around and flying past a did they did they cut to black and, and then it was like triumphant like music yeah. swells yeah, and oh, it was the, I remember that and my heart jumped because I love the Millennium Falcons. I'm looking at it. You, the the last shot before that, like we get all these shots. We get storm the cool looking new stormtroopers. We see Ray. We see X wings flying over the water, which was my favorite shot because I love X wings. And then oh, we see awesome. we see Kylo in the woods, and we see his lightsaber for the first time, which also blew everyone's mind and created this whole kind of debate, which still doesn't show well, anything and reveal anything. We were all thought that that lightsaber was ridiculous, and to this day, if you look at that shot again, it is not the coolest lightsaber you've ever seen. I think it's dope, but I'm uh, it's it's not as cool as that moment, like in the Phantom Menace, when Darth Maul's like double yes. blade, son. That was probably the coolest lightsaber moment. Yeah, okay, that's definitely. Huh. But I mean the the one that takes the cake is oh geez I can't remember his name now is uh, Clone Wars the dude's Kane he had the crooked lightsaber. Oh Dooku, Dooku, thank you. Mm-hmm. That that to me is the weakest lightsaber. Oh, oh absolutely, it's an old man Kane. But Dooku is kind of lame anyway. But yeah no that's oh, I think that's a great example of a, a teaser. And yes I just yeah. I just was looking at it. it the the voice dialogue talks about the awakening of the force and it talks about the dark side and it pauses and it says and the light and it's pitch black and then you hear and you see the millennium falcon flying and everybody cheered and screamed and got chills and it was magical so great example of a storyline yeah Yeah, no storylines but then trailers we get little bits and pieces and and my biggest thing with trailers these days and um is you sound the, like such an old man saying that. I'm sorry. My issue with trailers nowadays is I mean sorry. I mean it's true. I'm with like you there's there's the reason that the reason that there are people like my friends and that people out there that have like this one trailer rule or no trailer rule is because the studios have to show as much as they want to try to get the people who don't know anything about the movie to want to come see it. Yeah. But there's a line where that gets crossed more often than not where they reveal major bl- plot points in it that the the prime example I always think of which ticked me off so much when it happened and it it was a terrible movie to, anyway but but this was before the movie came out was the Terminator Gypsy or Genesis sorry Terminator Genesis oh, yeah. trailer the very like first trailer reveals spoilers 
that John Connor goes back in time and is a Terminator. And it's like this crazy right. major, and and it and you know it happens like early-ish on in the movie, but it's still a major plot point that would have been like so much more impactful if they hadn't showed it in the trailer, and it, it infuriated me. Which once again, the movie sucked. So it maybe that's the reason, as they were just like, it's the only way we're gonna get anybody to actually come see this movie. But like. Even like, and I mentioned when we talked about Spider-Man in the Spider-Man trailer, they showed a lot, a good, good big chunks of the the fairy scene, which in you know in retrospect probably wasn't even the best scene in that movie, it, but it was a pretty big scene, and I think it would have been much more impactful if we hadn't seen Iron Man showing up and saving the day because we could have seen it and gone in not knowing if he's going to save it or not. But watching that scene, I knew, oh, well, he's going to fail and Iron Man's going to show up because the trailer showed it. You know, that makes me, that specific example you just said, it makes me think about what they were saying about comic books uh, in our comic book episode where they're like, they'll just put like popular heroes on the cover of comic books to sell them. Like I almost feel like the whole reason they use that scene for that Spider-Man thing, even though everyone loves Spider-Man. So I don't know why you need Iron Man in there too, but why not throw Iron Man in there as well? It's true though, because there was a ton, there was a lot of Iron Man in the trailers because a lot of people were worried that the movie was going to be Iron Man and Spider-Man, like, but just a bunch of Iron Man. And he wasn't in as much, thankfully that as the trailers made it seem which may have made some people mad but for most normal people they were like oh thank god (laughs) but like yeah Yeah. i think i i do think that was it was iron man was the most popular at the time of the of those characters for most people and so they're like we'll put him a lot in the trailer regardless if if you know yeah it actually happens and that that's another one there's a shot in the very first spider-man trailer when Iron Man is flying and Spider-Man swinging. They they both swing across the screen. That wasn't in the final movie either. And I love that shot. It was such a cool shot. <laughs> yeah. I um so here's here's my thing about trailers. I think within the last within the Marvel Cinematic Universe era of movies since like the first Iron Man, which I don't know what year that came out in. I think it was like maybe Iron 08. Man? First one yeah, was 2008. 2008 okay so since it seems like the last 10 years let's go off that last five years for sure probably last 10 years it seems like because of a lot of different things some of the wonder of like movies has has dimmed because here's the deal if if you would have asked me growing up as a kid what my favorite thing about going to the movies was one of the top things I would say is I love getting there a little early, getting a good seat, the and trailers, watching the man. trailers. Yeah, yeah because love it. I mean, you don't know what's coming, and I feel mm-hmm. like with I feel like with the the era we live in, not that the internet's only been around for like the, the internet's been around for that, but the since trailer releases have become their own things, where they used to just be a preview on the front of a movie, and you'd go to a theater, and it's this, you know, this communi- communal event where you're with other people. Um, I still remember seeing The Dark Knight in theaters when I was in college, and I, I remember how amazing that was being in a packed theater, and, and no one had seen it before at that point, and just that experience, and like, I love trailers, because Man, that's like some of my favorite things to go to the movies and see a little bits of it. But it seems like with, with you know, now 
there's like it's like part of the marketing plan like i have yeah. no doubt like they knew exactly when the star wars trailer was coming out i i could tell you if we would go in right now they know exactly when every marvel and star wars trailer are coming out when they're coming out they're coming out strategically like i know some people have been talking about where's the infinity war trailer because that's next year and i have no doubt it's going to be attached to star wars we'll see it probably next month right we're before. supposed to be getting the jurassic world um trailer with star wars that's been yeah confirmed. exactly the, and so the this next is one. Thing. I don't know what it's called. My thing is trailers and teasers used to be this this kind of thing of, of wonder, and it gave you a tidbit. And like you said, I don't think we're in an era where everyone's taking everything and dissecting it so much that like they they take a little bit of the wonder away from the story. And I think that's to our detriment. Like I think that we end up not enjoying things as much, and I think we end up not liking movies as much when we end up dissecting them to pieces and figuring everything out beforehand. Um, and I think that's just more of a temptation now than it used to be. And I also think there, and I also don't want to say like, let filmmakers off the hook either. Like there's become a laziness of let's just do a condensed version of the story because we don't want to like, you know, kind of take care of that wonder of going in. But I don't know. Like, I just think that trailers are great because they can pique your interest and stuff and and movies are just this amazing experience like i still love going to the actual movies like i like sitting on my couch and watching a tv show and everything else but i love going to the theater getting some popcorn and actually like being in a dark room and being able to experience a movie that way like it's still one of my favorite things to do um Mm -hmm. but i i don't know i i just feel like some of the wonders been taken away from from trailers and from teasers and i think part of that's technological i think part of that is like we want everything now we don't want to wait for the movie so we'd rather like have a condensed form of it now that we can dig through and talk about before mm-hmm. i don't know tommy what do you think about all that what, what do you think what what's up with trailers now i don't have an answer for that um <laughs> i i do agree that they they give us more information than than we ever need uh, I went back and I watched a bunch of trailers from like the 70s and 80s. Like I went back and I watched the original Alien trailer and the trailer for John Carpenter's The Thing and um, just a, a large collection of older trailers. And um, like the Alien trailer didn't, you know, barely had any scenes from the movie in it. But it was done in a creative way where it was largely showing off, like, the hatching of an alien egg. Yeah, I saw um, that. I actually watched that trailer before we did this episode because I'd never seen it before. And someone was like, this is one of the best trailers ever. And it was really interesting. It, like, really intrigued me. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're right. And then you – I think it's interesting because if you want to, like, compare that with Alien Covenant trailer, which, you know, uh, unfortunately – pretty much lays out a decent bit of you know, it's it's a modern day trailer it kind of gives you the plot line and i think that we've lost some of the mysticism and i think you're right i think a lot of it's because the culture we live in nowadays um there's a mystery is taken out of a lot of things and we want our content now and we want it yeah. now at even if it if it cheapens it or lessens it like we it's the binging culture yeah it um, is Ooh, and I think the other part of it is we're, we're, you know, I, and this might be my, just speaking for myself, we're also pretty easily forgetful. 
And so I know that half the trailers I watch, if I've only watched it one time, I'll actually forget what the heck I watched. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, I think they might be banking on that a little bit by the time you get in. But at the same time, I watched the It trailer. Like the first teaser that dropped, I watched it back to back four times in a row. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know. I, I think I, th- I would love to see a shift back to a more, you know, whimsical well and i think didn't abrams release when um when the the other cloverfield movie that just came out didn't that just like show up out of nowhere like it was like hey by the The way cloverfield trailer for 10 cloverfield lane it comes out in a month or something like that right and like i remember that happened i was like holy crap that's awesome because like i had no clue it was even being made and they made this whole movie and Part of it was because uh, he didn't get in till the end of the project. Um, the director, like that was an independent feature that had made it all the way through some film festivals and then got picked up from there, but they went back and Abrams had them reshoot the ending and a couple sequences to tie it into Abrams' original Cloverfield. That is um, a lot. And so it's not it's we didn't know because Abrams wasn't there from to, to my knowledge from my understanding of it Abrams wasn't there from the get-go. He came in on the distribution side um mm, and that's interesting. and wanted to rewrite a few things to make it work. And I and I loved that movie. First off, John Goodman, I will watch John Goodman in anything. He's phenomenal, man. He's mm-hmm. fantastic, but um that would be why. I have a couple thoughts um i think you talking about the 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 binge binging culture that we have i do think that that's part of it kind of how i mentioned early where they the studios almost for the majority of people they have to show us uh um, as much as the movie as they can to make us interested that way when we sit down in the movie and maybe it doesn't catch our interest right away. They're like, oh, but there's that one part I really want to see, so I'll stick to it. Because using Alien as an example, if you go back and watch movies, especially from the 80s and stuff, compared to how movies are done now, they're slow, especially at the beginning. Like, movies now, they we have such a short attention span now that they have to catch our attention. They don't catch your attention at the very beginning unless it's something you're really interested in most a lot of people aren't going to watch it because you know if you pull up a movie on netflix in the first 20 minutes nothing really happens you're going to be like nope gonna find something else hey i've got a good example of that my my wife loves silence of the lambs um and i've i'd never seen it okay so the other day she's like i want to watch this so uh i watched it for the very first time like last week and that movie was like so different from any modern movie i've ever watched Mm mm-hmm Uh, And the pacing was very slow in some points Mm -hmm. of it. And Mm -hmm. I think what you were just saying, it's a good example. Like, I would have, I don't even know how they could have done a trailer that would have made me interested into that, like, going in. But I really enjoyed it because it was slow and kind of just very different. But anyways, sorry, that just made me think about that when you were saying that. Yeah, great example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I think it's funny, too, because I think there was one time Clay was hanging over at the house and... I had never seen the thing, and a friend of mine, um, shout out to Mark, Mark went out and bought me a Blu-ray copy of the thing because he was like, every filmmaker should own this, have seen this, like, <laughs> and, he, and he gifted it to me. And um, and I was trying to convince Clay to watch it with me. We pulled up the trailer, and I, I will say this. I think the trailer for the thing, uh, at least it, I think it was the final trailer. It was like two minutes long. Um, 
don't know. I think we watched like a VHS rip. It looked it looked <laughs> so bad. Uh, but the pace, like the pacing, was slow enough that like Clay was like, I'm I'm not gonna watch this. And I think we wound up watching Sicario. Um, and then I turned around, <laughs> which week, supposedly has which, a real slow pace too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, it, the irony is that the thing the thing was slow paced, but it was paced well and very continuous and and it had a really good flow and to me i i know a lot of people like sicario um i really did i really did not enjoy that film but, uh, i don't down. i don't even know what that Shut is down. so i'm just um, going to yeah it's not important i, I think okay, good. i think the only reason that i knew about it is because roger deakins is the director of photography and he's you know he he's the cinematographer who just did uh, the new blade runner and so he's oh, really he's super well respected that. i haven't either um, i want to i was going to you? try i was going to go see it today if i didn't have to work this evening but i did so i couldn't go see it today oh. what mm-hmm. weren't you guys talking the other day that like the original blade runner is kind of that way it's, it's just so slow. slow but it's such it a good movie slow. but yeah. see blade that that's an example though and this is a completely separate topic for another day but blade runner the reason it's so popular is because it was the it was really the first to create that kind of world that that idea of the future that we see in everything that was one of the very the earlier concepts of that that happened so that's why it's such a revered as such an important sci-fi movie well that Um, and like the set design and the like i i'm not a huge fan of the story of the original blade runner just because it was such a slow paced and while i do love a good slow i did i didn't really mm-hmm. feel there's a whole lot of meat to the potatoes, but visually it is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, that's what I meant when I said the 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 world. Like I, I meant like the I I use like, like Ghost in the Shell is a great example. Ghost in the Shell is ba- kind of based off that. The, at least the, how the how the designs and the of the world and the sets and everything kind of are. Even though it's an anime, but you know what I meant. But anyway, yeah, it's a slow one, but it's good. I heard the first new one's so good. Um, another thought I had though that I wanted to mention was Drew you talking about I, I 100% believe that trailers are a huge part of the marketing I mean obviously it is but the fact that trailers can go on YouTube and everybody will lose their mind on, on it and I think it's funny I have pulled up the most viewed online trailers for the first 24 hours and the number one I think is funny that Tommy already mentioned it the first teaser trailer in the first 24 hours got 109 million views wow so yeah so and, uh, I, yeah. 197 million views the next closest one is how many of those were furious. Tommy again yeah yeah well just the first day it was it was four or five um but i dude i it was weird i think that was the first set of trailer and teasers that i like i went back and i binged a couple times mm-hmm but yeah so So, i think that's interesting and definitely an important part but the thing about trailers is i even with how they're done now they can still be done well and i always use christopher nolan as an example because all of his movie trailers give you man interstellar interesting stuff interstellar one i saw i had no clue what that movie was about but i wanted to see it Mm -hmm. agreed and all of his trailers are like that exactly And they're all like that. Even even the same thing with um, Dunkirk was like that. It was 
It, Man, it, yeah. I, I knew more about it because it was a based on a historic event, so you could look stuff up and kind of find yeah. out. But all all you really knew was there was a beach, there was people, and there was you know. I mean, you could war. cheat and go look at a history book, as you're saying, but yeah, yeah exactly. I think, I think you're right on that. And my my favorite trailer, I think. <clears throat> And probably one of my favorite movies of all time is the Inception trailer. I remember watching the Inception trailer and having no clue what was going on, but knowing I wanted to go see it like 100. percent mm-hmm. um, Oh, guys, the Mad Max trailer, Fury Road. That's a great oh one too. Gosh, yeah. Yes, I love that movie. That's such a oh, good movie. So yeah, so, so there are so, still good trailers out there, and there's still some that are done right, but there's a lot of bad too, and a lot of people, you know. Tend to try I feel, to avoid them. I feel like maybe one of the key things that has to happen is I feel like filmmakers and people who do this, and I get that this is hard, <clears throat> they have to show discipline in not show, giving too much away. Because mm. I feel like from the corporate marketing side, they're always going to want more. And I think at some point they've just got to say no for, for, the, for the sake of the film. And I know they can't always do that. And I'm not in that world or everything else, but I feel like the, the ones that are really done well present just enough to pique your interest without telling the story and taking away from it um i don't know they just they spark that wonder that 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 you know that just kind of magic i know that sounds so weird to say but i don't really know if there's a like the it trailer is a great example inception all these great trailers we're talking about there's something about it that just sparks something and it makes you want to go spend your money and spend your time and seeing it um I don't know. I agree. Cool. Yep. What do we have? Well, any hey, other thoughts? I thought um, maybe we could wrap up by saying what our favorite movie trailer's been and, and what our most hated one is. How do you you guys like that? I know it's a little bit on the spot. I'm down with I can that. Go, I can go first if that makes it a little easier to give y'all a few minutes yeah. to think. You can go first. Go for it. I right, so Like I just said, I thought Inception trailer's probably my favorite trailer of all time because... I don't really know what's going on for sure, and there's this top spinning, and then all of a sudden the entire skyline is bending over, um, and it was just visually amazing, um, and I had no clue what was going on, but I just knew I wanted to go see uh, what it is. Um, I almost feel like really great trailers start with really great visual movies for some reason. Like Y'all just yeah. mentioned Max Fury Road. Like, it didn't matter what they put on that teaser trailer. It was going to look gorgeous, and I was one. I was going to want to go see it. And I felt like Inception is kind of the same way. They did so many interesting things that I wanted to go see it. It just visually looks so intriguing to me. Um, <clears throat> as far as worst trailers, I just um, I really don't like Fast and Furious trailers. Like just in general, they're just all like. I don't know. I just don't like Fast and Furious in general. So, I didn't really. I don't really care for those trailers. So, that's me. Okay. Um, favorite. That's a toss up, actually. Actually, and, hold on. I tell you about my least favorite trailer of all time was the last Transformers trailer. That thing was terrible. <laughs> hey, fun fact. I just it's... remember sitting there saying, "We have Transformers with." King Arthur now, like two seconds into the trailer, me like, you know what? Screw you, Michael Bay. It's, All right. num- it's number that was five. My, that was my most hated. It's number five uh, most viewed online trailer for the first twenty-four hours. I'm sorry, Tommy. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, man, I, 
This is actually really difficult, but I I think I'm gonna say my favorite right now. I, I'm gonna go to it. Like there was something so captivating. It's the first trailer I've ever just repeatedly watched and just been ingrained with. So I gotta give them credit for it. Um, least favorite trailer outside of Marvel. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta throw my Marvel hate. Um. Oh gosh, that's actually a really hard one because there have been plenty that I hate, and I've, I've been pretty good about just forgetting them, them off. Just, yeah, just pushing them just... forward. But I think I think right now Rogue One, this is my burning hatred of a trailer. Dang. Yeah. No, I hate that trailer. That trailer angered me in a lot of ways. I can see that. All right. Um. My favorite's a toss-up between, and I guess my they're both teasers, um, because like I if, if a teaser's done right, it just and it may be the more visual cinematography side of me that I like, but like that Star Wars trailer teaser with where we just because it was the first one of the new Star Wars and we just kept got like all these glimpses of such cool stuff that just it gave me chills over and over again um and the other one for similar reasons was the first batman versus superman teaser that came out it was the same same thing for me because i love those characters and regardless of your opinion on that movie the that first trailer was awesome to me because we got to see all this this crazy stuff and then it ends with the batman standing there in like the armor that's based off the Dark Knight Returns armor, and he looks up and goes, "Tell me, do you bleed?" And you see Superman in the sky, and then the, he comes down, and the ground cracks, and it's just like, "Ooh, that was so cool!" And so, that those, those, yeah, those are my two favorite probably. And when he he pulls the 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 like cover off of the bat signal and lights up the bat symbol, oh, it's so cool. Um. <laughs> My least favorite's probably that Terminator Genesis because oh, that's a big, really good one to hate because the reveal just ticked me off so much. Yeah, and that movie was so bad in general that you can't help but hate the entire mm. trailer. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> so All yeah. right, trailers. Boom, trailers. Well, that's our episode. Anybody else got anything to add? Mm, I like burritos. Mm. Ooh, burritos is good. I had I that could, this weekend. I could destroy some tacos right now. I'm so I did eat some tacos. They're about to destroy me. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's our episode, guys. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on all the social medias. Just look for the Valkyrie Cast. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find us on iTunes and Podbean. And yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us. And we'll see you t- next time. We are the Valkyrie Cast. <laughs>